0: If you're like me, your weekend plans include kicking back and watching live sports, and it doesn't matter what sport you're watching, it's always fun to have a little action. That's why I recommend downloading the WinBet app right away. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager from straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any exotic proposition wager that you can dream up. The app is easy to use, and everybody knows Win is one of the biggest and best brands in the gaming industry, so get off the sidelines, join in on the action, download the WinBet app on Google Play or the Apple App Store today, and put yourself in the game. Win with WinBet. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You have to be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
1: I don't think they will be able to have much success on the ground against the Bucks' run defense. Spread numbers don't like the Rams either here. L.A. is O.
0: Hey, head, head, head. Yeah. Is it possible to keep your answers under five f- minutes? I
1: thought I had more
0: room here. Not well, that much. Expanding. Not that much, dude. Welcome to episode 190 of the Jim Rome Podcast. What's cracking? Sorry for the late drop this week, but... That'll happen. And it's going to be well worth the wait when you see what I'm going to bust out with. Because while I am changing up on you, I am staying with the tried and true. I am breaking out the big head for his first ever appearance on the pod. That's right. Big head bets. Coming off the daily and onto the pod and getting the kind of real estate that the head truly deserves. And has earned. Well, for at least a week. Let's see how it goes first. For the uninitiated, the big head is Jungle Stafford James Kelly. And his head is enormous. And it's filled with tremendous intel to help you make your gambling selections and hopefully get paid. So if you are ready to get down, lock it in. Because an extended version of Big Head Bets is coming at you right now on episode 190 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. it's unbelievable i hyped it up on the daily all day long it's something the clones look forward to every single week big head bets with james kelly and i thought to myself wait a minute usually less is more but what if we gave them more maybe bigger is better deck we are moving you off broadway to a new platform the podcast so you can get out and run what's up head how you feeling
1: Man, I'm feeling great, Jim. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me, and um, I could work with this real estate, honestly.
0: Man, I know this. And in all sincerity, you did earn it. And I've been looking forward to this. So let's get this thing on. What this means, for those who are wondering why we're doing this, no, it does not mean that I could not get another guest. What it means is I want you to have more games to talk about so they have more potential action. So why don't we get started in no particular order? Let me ask you about, well, why don't we start with the NFC game of the week, Tampa Bay at the Rams? Like, I want to crack all the lames for screaming all week long that this is a preview of the nfc championship game head but this is a preview of the nfc championship game right i mean this could very well be that i understand tb44 is a different breed of cat i want to get your thoughts on this and again notice i'm not just setting this up like hey man what's the number whoa where are you going with this i want to have a conversation here Mm -hmm. i keep thinking to myself that while this guy is different nobody beats father time That old dude really is undefeated. And I keep thinking that like any world-class boxer, he's going to show up one night and he's just not going to have it. He can't slip punches. He can't put his own punches together. He just can't get off. He's going to get cracked. I keep waiting for that to happen, Head, except two games in, the old man's never looked better. And he's got nine touchdown passes already. He looks like he might even have a shot at your hero Pinky's single-season touchdown passing record. I love the matchups the world champs in SoCal to deal with the Rams and Matthew Stafford. Having said that, what is the number and how are you playing that game?
1: So you can get the bucks at minus one. And that's what I'm hitting here, Jim, the defending champs, tough ass ask to head clear across the country, but that's what I'm doing here for The reason why I like the bucks is Matthew Stafford. He has looked great, but it's still early for the offense and him in it right now. Also, that's the same thing for Raheem Morris and taking over for D.C. Brandon Staley there. Both of these factors will change and could change my mind come January playoff time, but not this Sunday. On Sunday, that TB44, the old guy, will attack the depth of the Rams secondary behind Ramsey and Williams. I mean, that's where the Bucks have the advantage against every single team in the NFL. It's their 3-4-5 passing weapons. Now, Mr. Frozenfoot, uh, he's probably not going to play the last that I saw, but don't sleep on the guys like Scotty Miller and also Gronky. He could have another big game, maybe three in a row for him. As for the Tampa's defense, it hasn't been great in 2021. Their past defense numbers are horrid, ranking 30th in yards allowed. They aren't that bad. They should get better. So Stafford will sling it and they have to worry about Cooper Cup more than anybody else. But Let's also see if the Rams try and run on these guys because everything on their offense it runs right through that running game, that play action, and I'm not sure they will have Daryl Henderson Jr. So that's something to monitor. I don't think they will be able to have much success on the ground against the Bucks' run defense. Spread numbers don't like the Rams either here. L.A. is 0-7. Hey, head, is it possible to keep your answers? Under, games. Under, hey, head, 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 yeah.
0: is it possible to keep your answers under five fucking minutes?
1: I thought I had more room
0: here. Not that much. Not that much, dude. Not that much. Well, there's your first (laughs) F-bomb. Go ahead, but finish that thought. So, finishing the thought, LA is
1: 0-7-1 in their last eight games as a home underdog. It's Tom Brady's first game back in Los Angeles since he was a backup quarterback to Brian Greasy in the 1998 Rose Bowl. I still love the Rams in the long-term gym.
0: We got them at plus 1,400 to win the Super Bowl. But let's go Bucks minus the point here. Okay, so here's my reaction to that. I have no reaction because I'm saving my reaction for the NFL today on CBS on Sunday. But I think you make lots of extremely valid points. That does not mean that I agree or disagree, but I will acknowledge you make lots of really valid points. So you're going to go bucks minus one. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? This time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Wild Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family owned business. I know I've spoken to this family and they take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper though is the real deal. It comes in four amazing flavors. Old fashioned, sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anywhere, anytime, reach for Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? All right, Green Bay at the Niners. So the Packers head get hammered in their opener Haters were coming for Aaron Rodgers, saying that it was proof that he just didn't give a damn. He hated management. He already had one foot out the door. He was going to drag that team down with him. He heard everybody talk all that shit all week long. And then on Monday night, they trailed Detroit at halftime. The haters were out in force, ready to throw dirt on him until he ripped that shovel out their hands and cracked them in the mouth with it, burying the Lions in the second half. However... You and I both know the Lions are one thing, the Niners are another. Frisco is busted up, but they're dangerous. In fact, they're even more dangerous when they are busted up. What's the number? How are you attacking this one?
1: Yeah, first off, uh, fucking morons on Aaron Rodgers. The guy might have had the best season in the history of quarterback play last year and in one game and a half. Where he and his team are off a little bit, everyone just comes with stupid shit, so that is what it is. Okay, all right, Um, all
0: right. I know you're having fun with your new toy. Don't get gratuitous with your profanity, all right, son? All right. right. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) As for the game, here the
1: number is San Francisco minus three. I think it opened at minus four, but now it's down to minus three. But I'll still take the Green Bay Packers and the points here. I think this comes down to Nick Bosa in a lot of ways. Can the Packers block him and his running makes? that? Uh, that is a major, major cause for concern if you're Green Bay. Their week one performance would say that's a no. Now I'm betting they can do just enough in protection to do it. So um, to give Aaron just a couple seconds here because he has a massive advantage on the outside with his weapons. The 49ers are banged up like you said. They were badly banged up in the secondary. They might be starting a fifth-round rookie on Devontae Adams, and Josh Norman is on the other outside corner more than likely, so huge advantage there for Aaron and the Packers. Also, for Green Bay, their run defense isn't good. Kenny Clark needs to take advantage of his mismatches inside on the trenches. They have to make Garoppolo beat him here. Spread numbers, Aaron Rodgers as an away dog I like it. In that spot under Matt LaFleur, he has hit 62% of those
0: games. Let's go Packers, Jim, plus three. Mm, interesting. I see value in that, too. The, the Niners, man, that they, they definitely concern me. Bosa really does concern me. Oh my but gosh. I do, yeah, right? I do see value, though. All right, so Packers plus three. I like that. That's a big swing. You got Chicago at Cleveland. Now, you know, Head, I do not play favorites. But I've got to get your thoughts on my favorite. My favorite team, America's team, the Cleveland Browns. Expectations obviously are through the roof on the Browns this year. Being good is no longer good enough. Getting to the playoffs and advancing is no longer good enough. They need to get in. They need to make a deep run. They need to get to the Super Bowl. Anything short of that is going to be a disappointment. Insane to think that I would say something like that about the Cleveland Browns, but that's how high the expectations are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love them straight up against the Bears. It's especially with Justin Fields electric as he might be potentially Mm -hmm. getting his first start. However, head, I know this game is going to come with a big freaking number. What is that number? Who you got?
1: The number is the Browns minus seven at home. And I will hit that man. The expectations are enormous and it's because their roster is loaded. Jim one to 53. It's insane. And that's why everybody's filling them here. Now, in this matchup, I'm excited for this game. There's a couple things that I love. The Browns' offensive line against the Bears' D-line. Can Cleveland impose their will and get Nick Chubb going? That's what they always want to do. Can they hear? Because, you know, Chicago, that is their strength of their defense right there. Also, also Odell will play. They said that today, which is huge. But in the past, Baker has done what a lot of young quarterbacks first do. When they play with a superstar wideout, they force the ball too much. Can he develop chemistry with Beckham within the context of the offense is what I want to see. Let's hope that starts Sunday. This offense is beaming, though, right now. Right now, advanced metrics love it. Football Outsiders has the Browns, number one in their total DVOA. That's an accurate and great stat, so that's a good sign for Cleveland as well. Now, for Justin Fields and his factor, I don't expect uh, him to be as bad as he was last week against Cincinnati, but Cleveland should dominate this offense. The question is, will they? They, they upgraded their defense in the offseason. They have ballers at all three levels. Games like this is where you hope to start seeing big steps. Joe Woods, my man, you better, <laughs> better get this thing going pronto. I'm not sure that will happen, Jim, but Cleveland's offense Could pick them up, I believe. I'm going with your Browns, America's team, minus seven here.
0: Holy shit, you love the sound of your own voice, don't you? (laughs) How much are you enjoying this, head? I love it, man. Look at all this real estate. I can tell. Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 24 seconds? Is that insane? October is Fire Prevention Month. And we're teaming up with First Alert, the most trusted brand in fire safety, to help protect your entire family with safety that you can trust. Smoke and carbon monoxide alarms help provide an early warning in the event of a home emergency. So having enough First Alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms is one of the best things that you can do for your home and your family. You want to make sure you install alarms on every single level and in every bedroom of your home. And then once those alarms are installed, it is important to maintain them by testing them with regularity. And remember, alarms do not last forever. They need to be replaced at least every 10 years. If you can't remember the last time you replaced yours, it is best to replace the unit completely. So, for a replacement option, my very favorite is First Alerts. 10-year sealed battery alarms. 10-year sealed battery alarms are convenient and they eliminate the need for battery replacements for an entire decade. You also want to make sure you take the time to discuss home safety with your family. Plan and practice an escape route. Remember to practice it at least twice a year. For more information on fire safety products, safety tips, and educational activities that you can do at home with your family, visit firstalert.com slash firepreventionmonth. All right, so Browns, I'm a little surprised that you went Browns minus seven because I know you don't like that kind of... Point total, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm if with you. It was at that hook on that seven and a half. I get a little bit right. scared. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, okay, seven, cool. I'm cutting you off because I don't want to keep you going on that game or we'll never get where we need to go. But I agree with you. At seven and a half, it makes me a little bit unnerved. All right, so Arizona at Jacksonville. Again, head I don't play favorites, but if the Browns are my favorite, then my next favorite are the Arizona Cardinals. Another team that has to take the next step this year, and it says here that they will, and they are. And I hate the way folks always throw around that word unicorn these days, but Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, to me, is exactly that, a bleeping unicorn, because even in a league of freaks, and I mean that in the best possible way, he is a freak among freaks. I have never seen anything quite like this guy, and he's getting better and better. Mm -hmm. I understand where folks still don't trust Arizona, and they still won't buy in and yes a loss to a clueless herb and the jags would be disastrous i don't see that happening but i know this one also comes with an enormous number tell me then what is the number and what are you doing with this game
1: that seven and that hook that we just talked about that we don't like uh the cardinals are favored by seven and a half at jacksonville Man, I'm on the same page here on this game. I actually think it's a big, big game for Cliff Kingsbury and his Cardinals. Right now, they're 2-0, and and they have two division opponents next in the Rams and 49ers and then Cleveland. So 3-0 and has to happen here. Now, if the Cardinals can get out to a fast start like they have in their first two games this season, averaging 8.5 points uh, 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 in the first quarter in both of those games, they set up nicely. I have questions about Arizona's run defense in the long term, and if they can make Jacksonville one-dimensional on Sunday, I like that, and I think the cards roll. Offensively, I think your guy Kyler feasts on this secondary gym. They, one, aren't good, and they aren't healthy, so big day for Kyler, I think. The worry is... It's an early start time for the Cards. D. Hop status is still uncertain, and they haven't been good as a favorite. They've gone four and ten in their last fourteen games in that role. But I think Cliff gets over on Herb here, and he covers this seven and a half. So I'm going with Cardinals seven and a half. Texas
0: Tech guy beats the Ohio State guy. I tell you, man, I, I'm with you though. I I shouldn't be nervous about that, but there's something that makes me a little bit nervous about that, but I shouldn't be. They have to win this game. They have, have to. to show up. Have to. That's not the one that I'm going to talk about on the NFL Today on CBS, so I'm going nice. to reserve further comment. All right. So the thing I respect about you, Head, other than your inordinately oversized cranium, is that you do treat this like a business. You maintain your discipline, your technique, you do not get emotional, you don't go fanboy, fanboy. Business is business and you're in it to help others get down. So you're objective and unbiased. I get that, I respect that. Unless it comes to your beloved Broncos and then you become Bronco Big Head, the ultimate homer. So stay neutral here. Jets at Broncos the hoodie did a number on Zach Wilson last weekend who had a horrible day that'll happen hood always wrecks young QBs that said that Bronco defense is nasty I love them at home against the Jets the question is do you love them enough to lay double digits or close to it
1: Well, this uh, little fanboy bitch has gotten paid by the Broncos this season twice, Jim. And, yeah, I'm hitting them here again for the third straight week, and I'm giving up ten and a half points. Ten and a half for the Broncos. I don't even think they were favored like last year at all. But I'm now three weeks in, I'm taking the Broncos. At some point, it's going to fall on me because they're not as good as everybody thinks they are. It's just they've had a favorable schedule. Um, Also, I don't like going against Wilson after throwing four picks. Law of adre- average thing there but because of vic fangio who you said a defensive wizard like that mumbler i'm going to denver's banged up badly they lost josie jewel and bradley chubb from that defense this week to add to other key losses already but they have von miller he has looked great and they still have that sticky sticky secondary to confuse wilson on offense look man Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been flashy, but he hasn't turned the ball over. That will change at some point. He can't possibly keep up this pace, but he should be able to handle this Jets defense, I see. He also has Cortland Sutton and Fant and even Hamler on the outside and some nice matchups as well. Denver is also 18-3 in their last 21 home openers. 4-1 in their last five games as the favorites against the spread. Let's go Denver. Minus 10 and a half God, points.
0: isn't that something else? Like, I, I really like Denver. I like what they're doing. I like them as a team. Mm-hmm. I like them, obviously, to win that game. But 10 and a half. We're Dude, talking about lot. the Broncos. Yes. We're talking about the Broncos. Points. 10 and a half. All right, mm-hmm. so Denver minus 10 and a half. How about this, head? Don't look now, but the Raiders are at home. They're two and zero again, with a chance to get to three and zero. You get to three and zero, you know the numbers, head. This is where you live. You get to three and zero, and there's a pretty damn good chance you're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I thought the same thing when they were six and three last year, only to see them crash and burn and miss the playoffs altogether. So the big question is, are they different now? If so, how are they different now? Are they good enough to make the playoffs in the rugged AFC? You can address that. And, of course, I need your pick Sunday against the Dolphins. What's the number? Who are you taking?
1: So the first one, it's a, it's a great question, because and whether they're a playoff team or not, because essentially to get in the playoffs, they will have to be better than the Miamis of the world. So I say yes, they are, but there are some concerning signs, Jim, with this team, namely that offensive line. It's ass. Derek Carr has been so freaking How good, i good at that field,
0: dude. That took you a long time to get in your first ass. I know,
1: because I could cuss, so I yeah. waited for there that one. There you go. Yep. So, Derek Carr, he Can I ask been, you,
0: dude, Are they is the offensive line ass, or is it just injured? Ass
1: and injured. Okay. So, they made some weird, weird decisions in this offseason. They got rid of Rodney Hudson and a couple other guys they could have used, Trent Brown they could use. They did use higher draft picks on Alex Leatherwood— but they like, uh, unlike the Steelers did, so so it's a little combination. And obviously, Incognito will be back too, so it's a, it's a little of both, but they're just not playing very good. They're yeah, not but do blocking. we know when
0: he's coming? Do we know when Incognito's coming back? Are we I, sure he's going to play? He, he will play at some point. I don't know when he's going to Yeah, gonna yeah. Come I don't know about though. this Sunday, though. No, he's out Sunday. Okay, yes. there you go. Yep.
1: Um, so, I mean, they can't. In other words, you're talking broke. out your ass. They can't run the football, and if running the football against Miami, that's what you want to do, and I'm not even sure Josh Jacobs is going to play. So there's a lot of concerning things here. Um, now, the remainder of the roster I actually like here, Jim, for the Raiders, or pass rush has been really, really good this season, and that's what they need. Of course, Miami won't have Tua either this week, which honestly I wish he was playing because I'm not a big Tua guy. Jacoby Brissett is a good backup. And after the Dolphins got waxed 35 to nothing nothing to Buffalo, I expect them to be at their best right now. But I'm still gonna go with the Raiders minus three and a half. I thought this would be somewhere around five, but because of Derek Carr,
0: I'm gonna go with the Raiders. They're gonna go three and zero oh here, man. How about that? Listen to what you just said. And I, I'm not one of those guys who wants to pile on, but you just said because of Derek Carr, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with the Raiders. The much maligned Derek Carr who I think is a good dude, and he's playing really, really well. I will reserve further comments because that's another one of those things I'm talking about Sunday sure. on the NFL Today on CBS. All right, hey, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back that you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. Now, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards, that's where. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. Normally head, there's nothing more fun than clowning the Cowboys. One problem. They're no longer a joke. In fact, they're actually pretty good. I actually enjoy them more when they're not. But you know I'm all about accountability and ownership and giving credit where credit's due. And while I'm not going to sit here and crown their ass, I will say that I'm impressed with what I've seen from them. Question is, are you also impressed? And are you impressed enough to lay points? What is the number? So I'm impressed, I'm impressed
1: enough to say they are the class of the NFC East, and they will represent the division. So they're the better. class
0: of the ass, uh,
1: exactly. But they're not as bad as the last couple of years. So they're they're a better representation about what they are in the NFC East. I just don't. They're not on the Rams or the Bucs level right now. This game here will uh, say a lot about that defense. I feel, Jim. And their run D in particular because Philly actually ranked second in the NFL averaging 162 yards a game on the ground. Dallas's run D stat of allowing only 73 yards a contest is extremely misleading. They've played two offenses who actually don't prioritize pounding the rock. So let's see what they do here Monday night. But why I like Dallas to cover this is because it is a home opener and Dak should feast on this Philly secondary. The Eagles just lost their best edge rusher as well in Brandon Graham, so that'll help them get some more time in that pocket. And I love this offense right now. It looks great. I am going to go Cowboys minus three and a half.
0: You know what? Me too. That's one that I will comment on, and I'm not talking about that on Sunday. I know they've had issues defensively although I couldn't be more impressed with the way they bowed up last week without Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. On top of that, I'm like you. I I do not have similar concerns about their offense. Dak has looked great. They can move the ball both through the air and on the ground. He's got weapons. They will do enough to cover. I'm going to take the Cowboys and lay the points. All right, so before you go, we got a few more things. Let's talk some college ball. Since we have the additional real estate, let's make use of it. Clemson head has not looked anything like the world beater that we expect them to be. Understandable, they've had key losses, including their all-world quarterback. To Herb, Trevor Lawrence, generally speaking, I'm not looking to fade Dabo and the fellas, but there is some value in their matchup this week with NC State. Would you consider taking the Wolfpack and the Ten?
1: Yeah, I would. I do see value here, and I, and, I, and I hit the NC State and Dave Doran's team plus that 10 points. They are at home, Jim. Look, only a handful of teams in the country can match the talent Dabo has, but this offense has been slow to get things clicking. They rank 114th nationally in yards per game right now, and yes, because of Georgia's defense, that'll have an impact on those stats as well. But I thought by now they'd be further along, than they are. So, this is a big step up in class for this NC State defense. But through three games this year, they have played very good in allowing only 10 points uh, per game. The Wolfpack have got to protect Devin Leary. I don't think they win, but I
0: will take that 10 points, and it's because of Clemson's offense right now. Hmm, interesting. All right. So, the Wolfpack and the 10 points. Now, not that I love seeing this because my kid and my money go to the University of Wisconsin, and Iowa long ago messed with the jungle karma, but I am not petty, nor am I bitter, nor do I harbor any grudges, and I'm objective as hell. I'm good that way. Objectively speaking, Iowa's look pretty damn good so far. So good that they're a minus 23.5 against Colorado State. That is an enormous number. I'm really curious how you see that game. Who do you like? How are you playing it? I like Iowa here, hmm. man,
1: and I'll take that minus minus twenty-three and a half. The Hawkeyes have beat Indiana in Iowa State this year, and Colorado State lost to South Dakota State Jackrabbits at home by 19 points to Ouch. start the season. The Rams will try and run, but Iowa is stingy on the ground, holding opponents to 2.45 yards per carry this far. Uh, if they flip this into Colorado State needing to air it out, it should be a great day for the Hawkeyes. The physicality will be too much for the Rams. The biggest worry with Iowa right now, Jim, is they might be too hot against the spread. There's like eight or nine amazing uh, trends right now for the Hawkeyes that I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing has got to pop at some point. But I'm saying one more week here, and I'm going to say minus 23
0: and a half. That's a huge number. So yeah. Iowa minus 23 and a half against Colorado State. I know it can be frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or you're running late, to find yourself stuck at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you might feel tempted to try to sneak across the tracks. Don't do it. Ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they actually are. But the fact is, they cannot stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can still take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile. By that time, it's way too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is this. You cannot possibly know how quickly the train is going to arrive. The train cannot stop quickly. Even if the train sees you, it can end in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you need to remember one thing. Stop. Just stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. All right. So finally, dude, I know there's nothing you like more on a Saturday night than a fister, especially a Saturday night fister involving one of the Diaz bros, especially if it involves Nick Diaz finally making his long-awaited return to the octagon. How long? Six freaking years. That long. I mean... There's ring rust, and then there's six years. Like, that's the thing. There's nothing I like more than investing head in the Diaz brothers because I love Nick and I love Nate so much. But as you and I keep talking, and me especially, business is business. Mm -hmm. My question then. Is it good business to get down with a guy, regardless of how much we love and respect him, who has not fought in six years? I'm really curious to hear how you're approaching that. Lawler v. Diaz.
1: No, it's not good business, but I I do have a little bit of that Bronco homerism for a few fighters, Daniel Cormier, Ben Askren, the Diaz bros among a
0: few, but having said that, Jim, I have... Ben Askren. Why Ben Askren. I love Ben Askren. I Always know you do. Ben. Why? He's just,
1: di- he's just different, man. Yeah, and
0: I like him too. Yeah, I, just... I wouldn't bet on him, but I like him. <laughs> I, I mean, I love him. I want to hang out with him and have a beer with him. But
1: for a while, he's really good. But never, our bo- bet on him in a boxing match, and I didn't do that. Just like uh, Nate's I last did, fight, man. And I put I'm put Leon pissed. Edwards out there, and All I won right. on both of those things. All right, so, so let's go
0: back to this whole thing about Nick, though. Like we we love Nick, and Nick's love incredible, Nick. and Nick. But but it is it is it good business? And what are you going to do with it? It's not good business to bet on somebody that hasn't
1: been in the octagon in six years. No, it's not good business, but Robbie Lawler's not good business either, I would say. I mean, he's lost four fights, his last four fights. He's lost five of six, and it seems like it's been six years since he actually won a fight. So it's not good business to bet on Nick, but it's also not good business to bet on Robbie Lawler. So in this case, because I like Nick so much, I'm not going to bet my normal amount. I'll cut it in half or maybe a quarter there just to have a little bit extra and to have some fun with this whole thing. And I'll actually hit Nick Diaz at plus 130. So, but yeah, no, this is not good business because you haven't seen him fight or spar or do a lot of things in a
0: long time. Good stuff from you, Head. So like if you're you're saying it's not good business, so I'll cut it in half or I'll cut it in a quarter. What you're saying to me is you're going to bet a dollar. (laughs) I'd say twenty-five bucks, fifty bucks on this one. We've well, we never actually discussed dollar amounts, so you don't need right. to go there. That's fine. Let me ask you this, all right? So, with, with respect to that, I think that was really interesting what you just said. I think that's really funny too. He, Lawler wouldn't think so, but it's also not good business to bet Lawler who hasn't won either. <laughs> Bottom line, though, there are some championship fights on this card, like Nick is the thing and all the rage because he's Nick. But there are some really good fights yes. and some title fights. What else do you see on the card before we go? That you. You like i'm betting on the two other are the two title fights
1: after the diaz fister here so i'm doing a rare parlay here jim valent valentina shevchenko the women's flyweight champ maybe the best pound how many for times pound did you practice that before you came on yeah you knew i messed that up right so um winthrop winthrop steepy stipey whatever go ahead so, <laughs> anyways these odds for her right now this tells you exactly how good she is jim it's anywhere from -1500 to -1800 as a favorite over Lauren Murphy. So, That's obviously insane. you would never ever take those odds. I will parlay her with the men's featherweight fight and champion Alexander Volkanovski though, afterwards beating Brian Ortega. Right now, Alexander is favored at -175. If you parlay him and Valentina, it moves it down to 148, so I will actually parlay that to get a better number because if there was a sure thing, Valentina is it and I just want a little bit money for this Alex fight which is going to be a great fight and it's very very dangerous for him as well because Ortega could finish him and if it gets to the ground, he's in a lot of trouble because Ortega is an absolute submission wizard here so I want the better numbers when I'm it's, saying
0: It's really interesting what you just said. So for those who do not understand and are maybe learning, when you have a parlay like that, you need obviously both to hit. Do you bet the same amount on both fights? How does that work when you parlay something like that when she's minus 1,500?
1: It's the same. So the bet will go into the same exact one. I'll just throw the total. Just say if you put 100 out there, it'll go to the same thing, and then it'll give you those odds there, and that'll move the the, the number down from – uh for alex down
0: so you, you bet on both of them as one bet got it all right yeah. so really quickly without going into the analysis and by the way that was fun you you nailed that head you justified the additional real estate Thanks, Jim. can you run it down no just really quickly just run down every pick so in case they miss something they can break out their crayons and write it down who are you looking at this weekend top to bottom nfl college and mma
1: All right, for the NFL, we've got Arizona minus 7.5 at Jacksonville. we got the Chicago Bears at Cleveland, but we're taking America's team minus 7. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders minus 3.5 at home against the Miami Dolphins. The Denver Broncos we're going to take at minus 10.5 at home against the New York Jets. We're going to take Aaron Rodgers plus the three points in the Packers in San Francisco. On Monday night, we like the Dallas Cowboys minus 3.5 over the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And then in the big game of the week, we're going Tampa Bay minus 1 in L.A. against the Rams. For college football, I hit North Carolina State plus 10 against Clemson. And I'm going to go Iowa minus 23.5 against Colorado State. The game's in Iowa. So we like that. As far as the UFC goes, a little amount on Nick Diaz at plus 130. And then we're going to parlay Valentina and Volkanovsky for the minus 148 play instead of
0: betting Alex at minus 175. Bam. Head, you did it. Congratulations. Way to justify the additional real estate. Have a great weekend. Let's get down. Let's get paid. And I will talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Jim. Thanks so much, man. Great job, dude. Bam and just like that i knew the head could justify the extra real estate and he did that was the first time we have ever done that but that certainly will not be the last i hope you enjoyed that and if you haven't already Please make sure that you're subscribed. That way you never have to go looking for this pod. It will find you every single week. And if you haven't already, can you please leave a review? Because that really does help the cause. Thank you for checking us out. Have an amazing weekend. I am going to jump a bird to New York for the NFL today on CBS. But in the meantime, let me leave you with your voicemails. Peace. First new message. Hey Jim, it's Alex in Wisconsin here again. Just wanted to let you
1: know that the Mrs. was up in Kohler yesterday for a corporate powwow and the alpha of all Delta Bravos, Phil Mickelson, snuck into the corporate area with his two gallon portable stainless steel carafe and poached two jugs worth of coffee from the Mrs. and her colleagues. Unfreaking believable. War USA at the
0: Ryder Cup and War Bryson Duchambeau and Brooksy in a guns-at-dawn duel on the shores of Lake Michigan. I'm out. Message deleted. Next message.
1: What's up, Vance Mac? It's Brady. I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but the caller who you think is Paul's dog is actually not a dog but a human. My sister used to volunteer at an animal shelter, so I can tell. Sorry that I'm the only one with the heart to tell you.
0: Message deleted. Next message.
1: What's up, Jim Rohn? This is Cabray from the Bay. Why in the fuck are we still playing on this fucking field AstroTurf shit? It done fucked my man Mostarati up for the whole goddamn year. This shit get on my nerves. Two years in a row, this type of fucking turf done fucking put a damper on my Niner season. But we're still fucking gonna move on and do what the hell we gotta do. Because we got a stable of running backs. Number two, what the fuck? Fuck are the Mets still pitching Jerry Familias for? Man, you need to take that dude in the back and beat his ass with a bag of baseballs and tell him to get the hell out. That dude is horrible. Man, your kid can go out there and get out more than that, sorry son of a bitch. Have a good day, Jumpman Druid.
0: Message saved. Next message.
1: Sup, Jimmy Jim, it's Dr. Dave. You know, I got to hear the beef segment today because I can't listen to the show during the day because I actually do a job where I'm saving dying children. But, Robert and Norman, there is only one person who can ask Alvy to roll tape other than Jim, and that is me every Christmas when Alvy gets to play my song, I Have the Best Cough in the Jungle. Fuck you, Raider Mike. Later.
0: Message deleted. Next message.
1: Jim, this is Mike from the five seven four. Totally disagree with you on this taunting thing in the NFL. I'm not sure if you've seen the video of Mick Kringleberry doing three pumps. That is totally taunting and should be uncalled for. Peace out.
0: Message deleted. Next message.
1: Jimmy, Patrick and Penticton, let's be honest. Cornhole, cereal, ass. Horseshoes, man's game, bitch.
0: Message deleted. You have no more messages.